Welcome to the Advisor Arena Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Malm and Josh Watson. This show is designed to share ideas and help you gain insight from some of your most successful peers. We will discuss industry news, hot topics, and challenges you may face, as well as give you some possible solutions. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Hey, Tony, we've got some, uh, the topic of today's show is fall marketing ideas. Do you have any? Oh, sure. Uh, how about uh, we hand out candy to kids? <laughs> that's no? not a hot, that's not a hot topic right now. That could be uh, controversial. So <laughs> you guys are out. It's Halloween. I mean, come on. Okay. Well, what we're actually going to talk about today is the top fall marketing ideas, legit ones, not ones that could scare small children, Tony. <laughs> so welcome everybody to another episode of the Advisor Arena podcast. Josh, thank you for joining as always. Tony, nice to have you again for episode four of season three. We're off to a start. You haven't left us yet. So <laughs> that's good. Amazing. <laughs> I said off to a start, not a good start, not a great start, but a start nonetheless, whatever. Sure. <laughs> so what we are going to leave you guys with today. So stay tuned to the end because you're going to have an opportunity to access three I think they were about 45 minutes each videos from some of our top producers, those that attended and qualified for roundtable. They've actually compiled some of these best ideas plus a bunch of others. So we're going to show you where to access that at the end. Um, but I want to share a quick story. So guys, it's Monday today. We're recording this. It's Monday. I went to the gym this morning. So alarm went off at 440. And let me just say, I make it to the gym on wow. a Monday about 30% of the time. Mondays are rough <laughs> for me to get up early, but today I wanted to be sure I made it because it's client appreciation day for all the members of the gym. So I knew there'd be extra things today, right? Fun stuff, free gifts, drawings for all the members that showed up to participate and it's bring a friend week. So it's always fun. There's other people there. We do partner workouts and it does really help me solidify my relationship with the gym. Like I love them anyway, but this just reminds me how much I do and how much I want to be involved. And as I was driving home today, I started thinking about like just another example, right? Of how another business really ties people in and started thinking about, well, what can I do to help them? And and I wasn't going to invite anybody to bring a friend week just because I thought, oh, everybody that I know, you know, I've already asked them to or whatever. And I thought, well, in my business, what would I want somebody to do for me? And would I want them to be like, oh, I've already referred, you know, anybody that I can. So I sent an invite to two different people today, um, which is going to result in a personal introduction for the gym owners. One already responded and has committed to coming at 5.15 a.m. tomorrow morning like a crazy person. And, you know, wow. why did I do that? Because I got a free coffee mug this morning. You know, no, I did it because I, I truly love the gym. I want to share it. Uh, but having that client appreciation day, the member appreciation day today, it made it at the top of my mind, you know, having an outlet, something very specific, like bring a friend week gave me an opportunity to do something for the gym owners that I wouldn't normally do. So it made me want to talk today about, you know, this time of year that we're entering, right? It's this time of year where I think a lot of advisors have some pretty strong feelings about marketing. I feel like people are, are split kind of 50-50 with those that, you know, say, nope, I'm not going to do any marketing. 
November and December and I'm going to stop everything because it just doesn't work. So I'm not going to do traditional workshops and others that say, you know, heck no, fourth quarter is usually my best quarter. You know, we really see that divide. I agree. I, and I think too, the, uh, just with this, the fourth quarter, it's always a great time if you really think about it to build relationships. So it's no different than, than, uh, what the gym's doing with, with you and having the client appreciation days. That's a great way to, you know, build a successful business. Um, and there's a lot going on in the markets, right? There's a lot going on, uh, with inflation and market volatility. So you better, uh, you better take the chance and solidify the relationships with your current clients. And if you think about it, not all advisors are doing that either. So then it's also a great way to, like you said, get those introductions, um, bring on some new clients and, you know, do things a little bit differently. If you don't believe in seminars, you don't have to do seminars to, uh, to generate those introductions. So, uh, just like a, I guess an idea one would be just like holiday parties. You could do, you know, even adults like uh, dressing up. So well, we know monster. Tony does for sure. Exactly. Uh, invited know. to a party or not. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you could exactly. Do, you could do like a monster bash theme uh, where, where everybody dresses up and hmm. brings a friend. And so just something simple. Ideas like that go a long way. Monster mash. Did somebody say monster mash? Uh oh. <laughs> All right. No, we're not going to play that. Uh, but I wanted to say something about Jamie's story, the gym story. Number one, I love it. But number one, uh, you got up at like four something in the a.m. First of all, my clock doesn't even have a.m. So that's a <laughs> that's a problem. A.m. Uh, and second, no uh, exists. and second, you said, why did you do it? Why did you invite people not for the free gift? I would have just done it for the free gift. Yeah, so that's just solely. Me, I would have the free coffee. The, invite, the been, quality of the person that you invite depends on the how yeah. much it, how much the gift was, how great it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. The guy Fair I enough. would have invited the the person I would have invited. His name is Brad. Uh, some of us know him, but we won't get into that. So some of us uh, like him more than others, <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh, obviously, there are things that our advisors can do to reach out uh, to the community, especially I think in the fall. I mean, uh, I've had, I know uh, one of the advisors uh, in the area I live is doing a fall open house with a costume theme and they're doing, um, uh, you know, giving away, you know, car they're carving pumpkins and giving away things like that. So uh, there are a lot of great themes when it comes to fall that you can utilize, right? Well, and it's different than what everybody else is doing. Most advisors think about like the traditional formal Christmas party. Yep. And that's where people start to get busy, right? They get busy around Thanksgiving and Christmas with their friends and their family. And so it's hard to squeeze everything in that they want to do, but nobody's having a Halloween party. You know, nobody has anything usually around that time. So if you can, you know, even do something that's fun, uh, family oriented, where grandparents want to bring the grandkids to like the trunk or treat, or like you said, the pumpkin carving, there's all kinds of things that you can do around that. Mm -hmm. um, I know, you know, in November, one of the most popular ideas that I've seen done over the years, and this was just recently shared again at a roundtable, is a Veterans Day celebration. So November 11th is Veterans Day. And you can really celebrate your clients, community members that are veterans. You can show your appreciation, your gratefulness, your respect for the veterans that have 
fought for the freedoms that we all enjoy today and all kinds of ways to do that. Picnics, organizing, donations to current military members. I've seen that done. Uh, Sending care packages. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can be really anything, even just picking up the phone and calling the veterans that you know. But if you want to make it an event, there's all kinds of ways to do that. I know Josh and I have several advisors that have done that in the past. We actually, uh, we've got one advisor out in Oklahoma. He's a, he's a veteran himself and he's made that a traditional event. So every year he has his clients in for Veterans Day. They do really cool things. Um, he's in a little bit smaller of a town. So they do, uh, they put on a parade uh, and it's become quite the thing. So not only do his clients come, but a lot of members from his community. So great way to give visibility and then do something that uh, makes you feel good about yourself, right? So honoring veterans, um, really cool idea and perfect for this time of year. Yep. So we might have brought the Halloween parties to the table too late. So if somebody's like, yeah, thanks, guys. Oh, yeah, well, this is true. airing two days that's before true. Halloween. True. I'm sorry. Think of it for next year. But Veterans Day, you know, this will air uh, this week here and it'll be about perfect for starting to get planning for that in place. It doesn't have any it doesn't have to be a, you know, a local parade for the whole community. It can be something very small, very simple, just getting something out there to show your appreciation. That's a great thing to do there in November. Um, But we can't, you know, not talk about some of the more traditional Thanksgiving and Christmas ideas. So we are going to veer into some traditional territory here, but I want to try to focus on some things that maybe aren't your typical holiday party dinner ideas. Um, So here's an idea that I heard of recently. And I love this because you know, the the form formality of Christmas dinners, one can get pretty expensive, right? You get all your clients together and you try to host a formal dinner. One, it can be really expensive, but two, it's hard. The bigger you are, the more you grow, it's hard to really do like a sit down dinner. So the this idea that I heard was small social happy hours a local brewery, a local winery, having just drinks and appetizers and breaking up your client base into smaller groups where maybe you host 20 people a night or, you know, it's got to make sense for your demographic. But that I thought was a great way to just socialize, you know, no presentations here. This is just a, a true social hour where you can connect with your clients, let them bring a friend if they want Certainly, I wouldn't require it to say, you know, your ticket to come in is to bring a friend. That's not this. This is really a a time to connect with clients and make sure they get FaceTime with you. So I thought that was a cool one. That's a great one. I think tying it into um, uh, I, I love the um, donation or giving back to the community angle that you can add to it. So you do that. You do something at a brewery for uh, your clients, uh, but they have to bring uh, a coat or hat or gloves mm-hmm. to donate, especially in the fall when it's getting colder, especially for advisors that are in the Midwest or the North where it's colder during the winter. Uh, I think that's a great thing as well. You know, offer something really nice like, you know, uh, beer and appetizers at a at a brewery or a winery. And uh, then but you have to bring something to donate. That actually, Tony, uh, reminds me of another idea from one of our advisors. He's big on toys for tots. So he sets up a big box in his office, allows clients to come in, drop off toys. Uh, And so that's been a really, a really popular one. And then another thing he does is uh, around the same time of year, 
a gingerbread house decorating contest, right? So <laughs> maybe not something that uh, that I would uh, be that great at, but a lot of people are really creative. And so it's pretty neat to see the different gingerbreads. He sends it out to all his other clients. They vote on uh, on who's got the best gingerbread house. And so another really cool idea to help tie people in. It's That's like awesome. the the paint and sip parties, right? That have been so popular with women. We've had several that have done client appreciation events at the places where you can go, you know, get direction on how to make a painting and they serve wine and you just have fun. Uh, so this would be the holiday version of that with the gingerbread houses. But I have to share some, something on the voting. So years ago, my sister's mother-in-law started a pumpkin carving voting contest. So she started it and then my family picked it up and you would not believe the participation that both of our families get on Facebook from people that are voting on their most loved pumpkin carving or their most loved gingerbread house. Like people love to get involved in that. We're not doing it with the business or anything. We're just doing it for fun. The kids, especially when they were little, got really competitive about this and like to win. Uh, but when the advisor shared that he was doing this, I thought that's you know, I can see where you'd get a lot of involvement and engagement from the community because it's it's this competition and they can't wait to see it. And the clients that came in and participated are sharing it with their friends and family and go vote. And here's the one that I did. And so it does really spread like wildfire. It's such a silly, simple thing to do, but it's something fun. It's something they'll bring, you know, their grandkids with to do. And it's uh it's unique, right? So it's not your typical thing that most people do, which is what we want to focus on today. Exactly. And it, like you said, it gets so many people to participate. People start getting competitive with it. It's really, it's really fun. The other thing, Tony, that you just mentioned was um, anything with donations and giving back. I know we did, dedicated a whole episode to Gradient Gives Back, and we talked right. about it a little bit during that episode, but a lot of the advisors that participate in Grading Gives Back, especially if they do it each year, they try to tie their family that they choose into doing it around Christmas time. So maybe they, in, instead of just doing the, I don't say just, but instead of um, focusing solely on the mortgage payments, they'll also try to make sure the kids and whatever family they're choosing have an awesome Christmas that year. And they'll get donations from around the community. And of course, people are in a very charitable mindset uh, during the holiday season. And so that's a really cool thing that I've seen advisors do in conjunction with Gradient Gives Back is tie that into selecting a family every year. So really cool there. That's great. Yeah, I like it when uh, I think it really helps when an advisor shows his clients and involves them in the giving back to the community. Uh, if you involve your clients in it, uh, you know, some of them are business owners. So you reach out to them and say, hey, we're doing this for this family or we're going to do this uh, over the holidays. And it is hard to surprise people. I mean, you think of typical things, Thanksgiving themed or Christmas themed and giving gifts, but it is fun to do something, try to do something out of the ordinary uh, for your clients or for the community uh, to make it special. Okay, I'm going to put you guys on the spot here. Anybody have a favorite gift that you've gotten over the years that was just totally unexpected that you're like, I can't believe that person knew I would like this or that they thought of me for this. I can't think of anything else off my head. So don't put me on the spot. I'd rather just do it to you guys. <laughs> but what you just said there reminds me of, you know, we talked about this 
last season when we read Giftology about, you know, it's, it's one thing to give somebody a gift for their birthday or their anniversary or Christmas. But when you do something that's off the wall and it seems more random to them, or it's a 4th of July gift, or it's just a, you know, for no reason at all, something that's really personal to them, that makes a much bigger impact than when, oh yeah, I knew you'd send me something for Christmas and it's, you know, this X, Y, Z that everybody got. It's just a different way to really plan out your gifting. I agree. And I'm not a very good gifter, so I can appreciate that. But like you said, instead of buying everybody the same $50, you know, watch, maybe get them a personalized bottle opener or something that's specific to their family. That, that's going to go a lot farther than uh, just like you said, some random gift. So totally agree on that. I would just say my best gifts are, are the ones that you wouldn't buy yourself but somebody else buys for you, those are always the best gifts. So I don't know. Yeah. My my, I got a nice, uh, it was a nice fire pit recently. Oh, I never nice. bought it for myself, but that sure. was a really cool one. So yeah, my I, grandfather I just, made me a record cabinet. Oh, wow. Black, out of black walnut wood from his grove. And cause he knew wow. I was into records and music as you can see here. But, um, so that was amazing. It's not, you can't see the record cabinet, but you can see I'm into music. My record cabinet, it's a, it's a lower set one that's behind me, but uh, it's beautiful. And uh, that was totally unexpected and right in my wheelhouse. So usually when somebody gives me a gift that's unique to music, and it's hard because they don't buy me records because I buy them for myself. So you, if you get me a record, chances are I've already mm -hmm. got it. But like an autograph poster or something personalized always helps. Okay, so something just popped into my head and this is going to sound so silly, but my dad owns a big ranch. Well, big. He owns a ranch and he recently had to totally clear out what we called the round top. It got blown off its foundation. It's about 80 years old. So we were all very sad that the round top had to be taken down. Uh, but that meant that, you know, 70, 80 years full of stuff also had to be cleared out. And when he was doing that, he found a little tiny miniature wrench. I don't have any idea <clears throat> why this little thing exists, but he remembered from when I was about, you know, seven, eight years old, I collected miniature everythings. I barely remembered that I collected miniature everythings, but he found this, he saved it. And you just have to know, my dad is not a gift giver. You know, he's a he's a rancher. He's a farmer. He's a cowboy. You know, he doesn't sign his name to cards. Somebody else does that for him. So he found this little wrench and saved it for me. And I've gotten a lot of, you know, expensive, nice gifts from him over the years. And that little wrench that he found in the round top that and he just knowing that he remembered that I collect miniatures. I love that thing. I have that on display up in my office. So. It's the thought that counts, right? See, and the more thoughtful you, the you are, one. the better. You said you didn't have one, but you had the best one of well, all I, of us. It popped That's into great. my head. So That's awesome. <laughs> but I think the idea behind that is not spending a lot of money, not, you know, not having to build a a cabinet out of black walnut if you're thinking like, "Oh my gosh, I don't have the ability to do that." His grandpa <laughs> right. knew 
that's something he would love. You just have to think yeah. through like, what do I know about my clients? What do I know that they enjoy? What's something that I've talked to them about or I know is important to their family or their lifestyle and maybe not making it a Christmas gift, maybe waiting, if, even if it's something that you're like, oh, I'd love to give this to him for Christmas. Don't waste your great gifts on Christmas because they're expecting it. It's almost like this entitled feeling of, oh, well, I knew you'd send me a Christmas gift because you have to, you know, wait and send it. Maybe it's their Valentine's gift. And then that really resonates with them. So, you know, just trying to be intentional with our marketing plan, how we connect with clients, the ways in which we connect with them. Uh, the I thought it was worth mentioning. And that book again, and we have a whole episode dedicated to it last season, but that book again is Giftology. It's John Rulin, R-U-H-L-I-N, I believe. It's really, really good. So hopefully we've shared some ideas here that have gotten the wheels turning in your minds about what you can do during the holiday season that will be both impactful, uh, but also really keep that momentum up. So you know, think less about what's the instant gratification I can get right now and what's going to go generate business for me right now. And more along the lines of, you know, what can I invest in myself and my business that will keep that momentum going? So when January rolls around, you're not scrambling to go fill the pipeline and trying to get activity up and going from, you know, not really doing anything for two or three months. That's a that's a common trap to fall into. So we want to avoid that if all, if at all possible. Right, guys? Right. Exactly. It definitely, once you lose that momentum, it's tough to get it back. Yeah. I, I hate seeing that for people each year because you're like, that would have been something really easily avoidable with a, a few strategic moves. Just because you maybe don't want to do your traditional marketing in November and December doesn't mean it has to stop altogether. And that's what I think some of the best in the business have figured out. You know, I might shift gears a little bit and move my focus more from spending money directly on prospects to just really focusing on the relationship that I have with current clients and maybe focusing more on referrals and trying to build up that pipeline and then switching gears again, you know, as January and February roll around. So, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you want more ideas like this, the roundtable event that we host um, usually once a quarter, you have to qualify for that. That's our top 50 advisors typically, sometimes even less, but they all get together. They share best ideas. What's working? What's unique? What are their, What are they doing that nobody else is doing? And we compile those ideas we have a video out there. There's three of them for the most recent roundtables. You all have access to that. So go to the portal, go to Basecamp, and then under the Gradient Financial Group column, you will see roundtable best ideas and those outside the box marketing ideas are there. If you do not yet have access to portal, if you're listening and you're not yet affiliated with Gradient, but you want access to those things, email us. So send a message to Josh or I. You can do so at the advisor arena at gradientib.com and we can get you temporary access. We'd love to help make sure this last quarter is your most successful one yet. And Tony, Josh, thanks for joining. Thanks for the great ideas. And we'll see you next week.